Welcome to the Total Car Score Podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, welcome back to the Total Car Score podcast with Carl Brower and Lauren Fix. And uh, since 2020 is finally getting to an end, we thought it was a good idea to get in touch with people who in other times we will see probably each month, but now we haven't seen him in months now, like all this year. Carl, so Carl, Lauren, here's James Bell for all of us. How are you, James? Oh, now now I'm a little bit sad. I miss you guys. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm very well, thank you. It's it's very nice of you to invite me here, and it's it's almost good enough. Not quite, but almost. Exactly. James uh, was uh, on our side years ago, and now he's the... Director of Corporate Communications at Kia. So um, thank you for doing this. Uh, Lauren, do you want to say hello? Hi, how are you doing out there in California? I'm on the East Coast. Well, it's 74 degrees and beautiful here, so I probably shouldn't tell you that. It's yeah, 28 degrees here. <laughs> and Carl, you're also over there. How how are things there? I mean, how far are you from James in California? Um, I probably could throw a rock and hit James from where I'm at. I think I could. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, things are... Uh, Things are good, and I uh, I agree with you that uh, if if we can't be uh, together in person and in the same room physically, I I like the idea that we at least can do this as a alternative until uh, things go back to normal, hopefully sooner than later. So uh, thank you for joining us, Mr. Bell. Always a pleasure, Carl. So James, uh, again, since we haven't seen you in person uh, since probably I don't know when was the Kia Seltos that was the last event in San Antonio that we attended? I don't remember. Yeah, that w that'd be right. Oh, trust me, my team and myself, we think about that all the time because we missed it or we missed doing the next ones. Um, that was in uh, middle of February, actually. Yeah, in San Antonio. And um, since that time, we would have had events for launching of the K5, of the Sorrento. Uh, we've got some big news that we'd be doing events for here uh, in early 2021. Uh, but as, as Javi and I were discussing uh, before we push record button here, Uh, it's probably not going to be getting back to any semblance of normality too soon. You know, there's been a couple manufacturers, which I'm sure you you guys have already uh, shared with your audience, that have had some events and and trying to get uh, wheel time back with uh, with you folks in the media. And it seems in some cases it's it's backfired as far as the virus goes. So I, I think we're just going to continue to be um, virtual, share our information the best we can. Uh, get you guys the the vehicles uh, in the safest way, disinfected way possible, and and just uh, keep calm and carry on, as the English say. So, Lauren, do you have a question for James? Yes, I'm very excited to get the Sorrento coming this week. So by the time this yes. airs, I will have had the chance to drive a few Sorrentos. So this is great. This is a, a big improvement. I mean, not the, I'm I remember when it came out and they were building them in West Point, Georgia. I think you were on our side then. Yes, I was. I'm trying to remember. Yes. Yep. That was a long time ago. I remember doing the drive and trying the Korean food. <laughs> I remember the spicy kimchi. I thought I was going to die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's Well, if you want to talk about things we miss, I have really developed a taste for Korean food. And, um, you know, probably, uh, I don't know, four times a year, three times a year, I would get over to Korea for different things. And, and I'm dying for that. But don't get me on the kimchi channel. That'll, that'll get me in trouble. <laughs> 
but no, the, uh, yeah, the Sorento, we're excited to, uh, get your, um, your feelings on it. You know, the vehicles, uh, launched a little bit earlier in Europe and it's already, uh, knocking down several accolades. Um, it seems, especially the, the new hybrid version of which will have a plug-in hybrid, uh, later, th- um, in 2021, uh, is really kind of hitting the mark. And I was speaking with my associates at uh, Kia Motors UK. And they were noting how so many of the media over there have been referencing the uh, te- the, the Telluride and how uh, you you feel some baby Telluride in the refinement and the and the uh, control and the 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 kind of uh, agility of the vehicle. Now I'm not going to sit here with you three esteemed people and say the same thing uh, because you know we we see the Telluride occupying kind of a different space than the Sorento. The Sorento being a little bit more urban, probably uh, a little smaller, maybe just a small family uh, and not having that same presence. But, um, you know, it just kind of shows the role that Kia is on where we have uh, some really good engineers uh, who have who have really amended how they go about their business. And one by one, we're seeing the results in the vehicles and it makes it a, a darn good time to be on the PR side at Kia. I can assure you of that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, we've heard this from other, I've heard this from other PR people over my uh, career in this industry, and the only thing uh, better than being at a, at a, being a well done, you know, well, well qualified PR person is a well qualified PR person promoting well qualified product. And uh, so you guys have gotten to the point. I think the brand of Kia, and you, you we, we see where they're landing and all the various industry standards of studies and qualities. And uh, now we see the fact that nobody can buy a Telluride because they're all sold out and uh, you can't get one because there's such demand for them and all. So I feel like uh, if there's if there's the term arrived, I think you could say that uh, Kia as a brand in this country has arrived. And the other thing I would say is, I already told you this in an email, uh, James, but I was on the uh, Nactoy drive along with the Javier and Lauren in the, a few months ago and the K5 really impressed me i mean oh my gosh it was the gt version you know so of course it had even a sportier thing and had the nice thick steering wheel and i just remember getting in that car and in a matter of like hundreds of yards pulling out of the parking lot i was like okay this feels like i'm in like a german premium sedan it does not feel like i'm in a uh you know a non-premium uh front wheel drive sedan it feels like i'm in a rear wheel drive premium sedan the dynamics on this thing well i'm I'm very pleased to hear you say that and it helps justify something that um, that I, I, I was in the spotlight, I guess you could say at, at Kia a little bit as we we're getting ready to launch that car, because of course it's the replacement for the Optima. And, um, we decided to go with the K5 name. And so a lot of my management was saying, you know, well, what's your story? How do you justify how we're changing the name? You know, you're the PR guy. You got to come up with some kind of spin for that. And then I drove kind of to your point, Carl, I drove it. And I spent some time looking at it and I, you know, put my old media hat on, if you will. And I said, you know what, this car is just different. It's not, it, it's much more than the new Optima. It's a very different beast altogether. Yes. It's got, you know, uh, windshield and steering wheel and tires. I understand and, and four doors in the trunk. Uh, yes. It is the proverbial uh, replacement for the Optima, but it's a very different beast. And to that, we give so much credit to Albert Bierman. I know I sound like uh you know, a broken record here by bringing up his name, but he has really had a huge impact. And, and my friends at Hyundai wouldn't appreciate me saying this, but I don't care. He's, he does more for us, I think, 
on the Kia side than he does for some of the others. And the reason I say that is because, he, of course, he started off uh, he do, uh, kind of exerting his engineering prowess from his time at BMW uh, with the Stinger. And he really kind of rewired our our suspension and engineering and powertrain departments with that car. And I can tell you, there was a lot of pushback. Um, the Korean organizations are are very staid and conservative, and and unless they get word from their boss, uh, quite often a bit stagnant and kind of hold tight until they get their next marching orders. Uh, Beerman came in and just knocked that on its ear, said this, you know, make this adjustment, make this bushing change, uh, tune it this way, tune it that way. And then the stinger came out and the organization looked back at him and said, okay, yes, sir. What else do you know? And that was a pivotal moment, pivotal. And now we see Albert, you know, being one of the, uh, well, the only non, um, executive at at the highest level and sorry, the only non-Korean at the highest level within the uh, larger Hyundai Motor Group, and and so I credit so much of the evolution of this brand and 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 the lack of excuses you have to make for it uh, to Albert's arrival, and and so you're gonna feel that as I've said in you know in the K5, you're gonna feel it in the Sorento, you definitely felt it in the Telluride. Okay, you're gonna feel it in some Hyundai product too. I'll, I'll give those guys that, but uh, you know he, he has a lot of pride for what the stinger did to the Kia brand. And so I think, uh, I think we get a little extra of his time, which is paying off great dividends. Okay. I have my Albert Bierman story years ago. I, I, I interviewed him for, um, I think it was actually for a Hyundai event, but anyway, I was, I was more interested about how his experience was in Korea. And he told me that because of the way the society works there, where younger associates don't really speak up to the managers and all that, that was his biggest challenge there. Uh, So one time they were having some trouble with some problem. He didn't mention it specifically. And then he had everybody there, all the engineers that that worked for him, uh, with him. And then he asked that anybody has a solution for this. And the last guy, like a young, young engineer sitting in the back of the room, raised his hand and said, okay, tell me. And then he went on and explained the whole thing. And then he said, how come you never said it? I said, Mm. because nobody asked me. And I guess that was uh, the biggest challenge. And we're running out of time in this segment. But when we come back, I want you to explain to us how is that working? Because uh, as Carl mentioned before, like Kia and all the other Korean brands have really come up with like amazing product. I think it's one of the group that is moving fastest in the industry. So when we come back, uh, please talk about that. Yes, sir. Uh, James Bell from the Kia Group uh, and Lauren and Carl listening and uh, participating also in this uh, conversation about the Kia brand. And I was talking about Albert Bierman, chief engineer. What's his Six title? Times. Like he's chief of everything <laughs> engineering? <laughs> oh, I'm not going to confirm that because he'd kill me. But um, no, he's, uh, I believe he's, he's, he's kind of what you would call equivalent in the General Motors world of, of the Mark Royce kind of role where he's the in charge of all the engineering and and the and the tough product decisions uh which which I couldn't be happier about. So tell us a little bit about that what I was talking about the the culture the working culture actually the whole society in South Korea right very respectful to the elderly like you're like young in the organization you don't 
talk to even like yell or talk or, or dispute anything that uh, your boss says. But is that still? The, I mean, that has changed, I guess, in the past few years with him and other people who have come have come from Europe, right? Yeah, yeah, it is evolving, and and I've been with Kia now for almost five years. So I must be honest, the first year or so, I I kind of struggled with learning that cultural thing, and then I realized that there is a huge advantage to that as well. Uh, when this organization makes a decision, uh, and I'm sure all of us working for Western corporations have been in in this situation where, you know, you make you get into a meeting, you make a decision. And then as soon as a meeting's over, people start to uh, distribute back to their offices and, and somebody looks at you and says, yeah, I don't think that's the best plan. Well, that's not the thing to do. If the decision's been made, whether you like it or not, you go do it. And if you end up coming back, uh, you know, at, at the end of the project and saying, okay, we were, we were close, but not quite. Let's make some adjustments and let's go do it again. And, and I love that about this culture that when, when the boss man or the boss lady says go, it's gone. I mean, you, you run through the proverbial brick wall to get it done. That's the good part. Now, if it's a bad decision, obviously it's not great, <laughs> but, but, uh, in my time here, I've seen few, if any bad decisions. Um, but to your point, Javi, yes, it is changing. Uh, of course, um, uh, our, our new chairman, uh, recently rose, uh, Mr. Oysen Chung, rose to the rank of chairman from his father, uh, who had that uh, position for many decades. His father's getting old now, and it was time to, to stand down and, and provide this opportunity to his son. His son is, uh, I believe, 47, 48 years old, uh, and he's already he's imparting a, a much different ethic here uh, from little things like dress codes all the way through uh, challenging Like you pointed out in the last segment, Javi, that was not something you did in Korean culture. Um, but now that's, I wouldn't say it's um, <laughs> encouraged, but it's not rejected. And, and that's a great thing now. But you still have the, it's kind of the best of both worlds. You have an organization that when, when there is a decision made, everybody goes and gets it done. Uh, but you have some ability to hear some other voices and make a decision with, with lots of different input. And I think that is a really, well, we're seeing the results, a very successful combination. And, and so um, I've seen, again, in just my five years here, uh, some very, very uh, strong uh, kind of cultural shifts. And, and I, you know, I don't want to make this sound like, oh, they're acting more Western, so it's better. There's a lot of things in our culture that are very dysfunctional also. So um, I think we're going to end up with, um, in, the, in the Korean car industry, a, a nice hybrid, if you will, of, of different spirits, um, all driven by a, a, an, an unyielding uh, will to succeed. And so, again, I feel very fortunate to, to have joined this, joined this party just around the right time. Yeah, I know that you've made a lot of changes and propulsions also. Are you planning on going more hybrid and less of a or EV or a mixture? Because it seems as though the mild hybrid seems to be taking off really well with consumers. Uh, you know, I'm a diesel fan, but I, you know, obviously they've got, it's got its issues, at least for this next decade or so. Um, what, what do you think uh, as far as from, from Kia's point of view, what's, what's doing best for you? Well, right now, you know, we, on the Kia side, we uh, will have the hybrid version of the Sorento coming soon. Uh, and of course, we've had the Nero, which has three flavors, hybrid, plug-in hybrid, and full EV, which has done incredibly well, it has done a fantastic job, especially in the Northeast of, of kind of cracking some of the space that you would normally see uh, Subaru or other brands like that. 
Um, but we have uh, we announced a program called Plan S or Plan Shift. Uh, I guess about seven, eight months ago now in Korea, and we're really starting to accelerate it here in the U.S. now, where we're going to be all in on electrified vehicles. In fact, we had an event, uh, an online event, obviously, just last week um, that was really focused on our new global modular platform, uh, the, the skateboard idea, which, of course, was pioneered by General Motors probably, what, 25 years ago. Sadly, uh, wasn't embraced at the time. Maybe it was just too soon. But uh, we're all in on that now, making a huge investment in it. We're going to have 11 new full electric vehicles by the year 2025 around the globe. Uh, so, yeah, we, we kind of see the, the hybrid uh, model kind of being a stopgap. But as we get deeper and deeper in electrified vehicles, you know, there's still a kind of resistance in the U.S. market. Uh, because I think the industry has done an absolutely horrible job of, of really presenting and, and promoting the, the values and virtues of electrified vehicles. But once you have one in your house on a regular basis, you know, you know to leave the house with a full tank of gas, if you will, every day uh, and, and filled up much less expensively is a real uh, value. Uh, to only stop at a gas station when it's raining or snowing or, or or uncomfortable in a bad part of town or something like that, and and you only stop there to get a bottle of Gatorade and, and take off again, that's a value. Uh, the quietness you get while you're driving an electrified vehicle on the highway, you know, there's there's a big part of of luxury in the automotive industry that's associated with with silence, and you get that with electrified vehicles. The only, only noise you're getting is off the tires and the wind. So. I think that uh, we as Kia and we as the industry, just we owe consumers a better uh, kind of perspective on what electrified transportation is going to mean. And I know a lot have said that for many years, but when you look at the product plans from Kia, from other manufacturers, this is not just kind of a, you know, something fun to talk about. This is the business in the very near future. Anybody who is kind of still pushing against it, is going to you know look like uh, proponents of A-track players or CD players in cars very soon, yeah. Because this this shift is on, and I I think um, you know I I like to reference inflection points uh, in the industry, and when you kind of look back at it when when the history books are written about this era that we're in, uh, I think these next four or five years are going to be uh, when when the electrified vehicle switch is flipped. And people start to recognize that, wow, I really am only driving 20 miles a day. So a car with 300 miles of range is more than enough. And a car that can, uh, with um, fast charging, give me 80% or uh, 200 miles worth of, of new range in 15 minutes at, at, a, at a fast charge station, that will work. Um, once people start to move their heads into this space and realize, again, the, the advantages and benefits of owning and using an electrified vehicle, then it's game on, and and Kia plans to be right up in the at the front of that line. Well, that's uh, quite a commitment there, James, to electric vehicles. But uh, I, for one, am pretty excited about it because I know in the last ten years I've been slowly but surely convinced that uh, these are going to probably be our primary form of personal transportation. Um, first, it was the refinement that they offer that I was highly impressed with, and then it was recent discussions with automakers and a specific automaker who said that um, they have all the supplies they need for batteries. I questioned whether they'd be able to get all those rare earth materials to 
build enough batteries to power all these cars, but I've been hearing that they do have enough access globally and that the, the supply chain is going to be in place to supply that. So between the refinement, the cleaner burning, and the um, a supply, the global supply, I don't think there's anything really stopping it now. We just got to drop the drop the costs and increase the range, and those are happening too. I also think that solid state batteries may be the solution, rather than using all those rare earth minerals and find a way to recycle everything. I think we've discussed yeah. this before. Okay, well, we'll talk, we can talk about that on the third segment and third and final segment of this episode. So uh, yep. we'll be back with that. Welcome back to the Total Car Score podcast with Carl Brower and Lauren Fix and uh, our guest, James Bell. So, James, you're in front of three jurors for the North American Car Utility Vehicle and Truck of the Year. So, Kia has three models into the semifinalist list. So, make your case. <laughs> I, I'm in the lucky position, as Carl said earlier, to um, allow my vehicles to do the talking. Uh no, I, I listen, I, I appreciate the offer. Um, you know, what you did with us with Telluride last year was just, uh, well, it was a highlight of, of, uh, of our, of our company. So, um, you know, I guess if I was going to make any pitch, it would be just, if you, if you feel any of the goodness that you felt in Telluride, well then at least that should be worth a point or two. Uh, and you know, I know the K5, the, the car segment is in a bit of a struggle, but our sales are doing very well. And, bringing in a lot of people kind of like Telluride and Stinger did that wouldn't normally shop for Kia. So that that's, um, uh, you know, obviously a very positive sign. Uh, the Seltos is selling like crazy and the Sorento is, is just getting started, but we feel like um, it imparts a lot of that Albert Bierman goodness. So if, if you guys agree with me on that, then we'd love to have your vote. How's that? <laughs> well, you know, you've got a lot of good product and you did really well last year. So you got a high bar and then you've got your so many competitors, uh, you know, basically chasing you. So it's got to be a good feeling. I mean, to see the results that, that you've been a part of. I mean, I remember when you first joined the Kia team and you were talking about Stinger. I mean, look at the big improvements. So you should be very proud of the results you've had. I know, by the way, the dealers call the, the tell you ride, the sell you ride because they can't keep them on the lot. Who do you think uh, started um, saying that in lots of meetings and and subtly promoting it everywhere he could? You? That'd be me. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Good. Today actually has been really, really crazy busy in terms of Zoom calls. Actually, James, I left a Hyundai call to be with you. <laughs> okay, so. No, well, that's exactly what I like to hear. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, can you tell us, like, in a couple more minutes, we're running out of time here before. Actually, let's say goodbye to Carl because I think his battery is dying. So, like, in terms of, like, this, how great the tech is, we still have issues. So... Goodbye, Carl. Uh, good luck with your next Zoom call or like whatever you're going next, okay? I hope Carl's better at uh, keeping his electric car charged up than he is his laptop. It's an electric world, right? We all live in it and potentially die in it if we don't have enough power. So uh, that's why the future is going to be kind of, we're going to all be at the mercy of our batteries, whether we're driving a car or uh, in this case, talking to our laptops and trying to record some uh, some important podcast information. But yeah, that's what's that's what's going on with me. So uh, great being on with you guys, and uh, really appreciate your time, James, and hearing about uh, the present and future plans for Kia. You guys have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. 
Okay, Carl, thank you for everything. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. He's on to virtual calls. Yeah, we'll see you later, Carl. James, tell us about your next reveal, because I think one of the biggest things that we used to have was, I can't go Monday through Wednesday because I'm at Kia, so I can't go to Ford. You know, and you know how that goes. You've been through this, and you will get, like, multiple events. So how is Kia working with other brands so that your events aren't on top of each other, and what's your next reveal? Okay, great questions. Um, wow, if you asked me one year ago uh, to answer a question like that, I'd say, what have you been drinking? But in this case, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, yeah, so we have there is kind of a little uh, conglomerate, if you will, a little um, uh, skunkworks group of uh, manufacturers that all uh, contribute into a larger document, just so we don't, as you say, uh, kind of step on each other with uh, different programming that we're doing. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but we're trying, which is good. Um, and the next one's up for us. We are going to be going in, um, uh, the second part of, or the back half of February, we've got a replacement for, uh, our Sedona, uh, multi-purpose vehicle that is designed by our facility, uh, designed people here in California, inside and out, uh, really innovative machine. Um, we recognize that we're not a Sienna or a Odyssey, but we're going to do something different. And we're pretty excited about that. And then I've got an update to the Stinger, which is uh, I always consider to be my baby a little bit. Uh, a new uh, engine choice, some um, cosmetic and, and features, and especially on the safety side, feature updates. And we'll be doing that uh, later in March. But all, uh, all virtual for the time being. Hopefully uh, we can um, all you know, get this virus under control. Remember once upon a time we used to talk about flattening the curve? It's time to think. It's time to talk about that again, folks. Uh, hopefully we can get back to work, not just for us crazy people in the car business, but, uh, you know, across the globe. And, and so uh, until then, we're going to stay virtual but, uh, and, and staying safe. But uh, th that doesn't stop the vehicles. The factories are turning them out and we've got to get the news out. James, finally, uh, we're running out of time here. So tell us what's been the most, besides the Zoom calls, <laughs> what's been the most challenging thing about the, the, the pandemic for you guys? Well, um, I guess, you know, I, I kind of occupy and my, my team occupies a strange space in the organization because, you know, the sales department and the marketing department and service and, and all that kind of stuff, they're kind of used to going to the office every day. Um, you know, maybe having trips out now and then, uh, to, uh, you know, to have meetings and so forth. But uh, the PR departments, I can tell you, inside the car companies are always kind of uh, looked at and and a little bit with a little bit of jealousy because we're on the road. But that's what it is: public relations, uh, relating with the public, you know. And so I think that's been the biggest challenge. Um, we love this business. We love hanging out with folks like you, and just to be kind of boxed out of that for reasons that well beyond our own is a difficult part. And when it comes to you know the actual developing the content that we put out and and the the you know the the machine if you will that's not so bad you know we like I'm shooting a, a new reveal video for the um, Sedona replacement as I mentioned I'm shooting that next week so that's fine I go off to my studio and I wear my mask and I do the best I can and and that's okay but uh, it's just about being out and and being able to. Uh, you know, talk about what's going on in the industry. And, and, you know, we on the OEM side, we love to hear what other car companies are doing too. And so a lot of that is, has been missed. But uh, again, we're all hopeful that as a society, we can take this a little more seriously this round and get it, get it solved. 
Well, we're going to talk to other PR managers or uh, directors uh, from other brands. So listen to the podcast. That's how you can get all that scoop. <laughs> yeah. I will do that. Trust You'll me. get the inside scoop. Yeah. Don't tell them I'm listening. Yeah, they know you will be listening and <laughs> we hope everybody else will too. Uh, so thank you very much for your time. And uh, again, as you, as you said, uh, we hope to see you in person very of course. soon. All right. Talk to you next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Take care. Be well. Very good, sir. Thank you. And nice to chat with you too, Lauren. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.